and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. <laughs> I'm eating pizza. <laughs> That's John, and Kathy hasn't gotten back just yet. Uh, guys, welcome to an episode of us having a good old hobby time. We're going to be working on hobby projects, discussing painting, working on stuff. Kathy's going to be working on a few models that I printed for her. Um, I am going to be painting up a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, namely Groot and Rocket for MCP. Uh, John is going to sit there and take uh, donations and uh, libations <laughs> as he looks over at whatever he's going to be drinking for the night. And um, just try to have a chill time, relax, and you know, hang out with each other. Um, what the topic's going to be? I'm going to let John drive that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The topic is how much I love Hawaiian pizza. I want pizza. I had pizza this afternoon too. So, um, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and get our business out of the way. We want to thank all of our sponsors, Dan from Tectonic Craft Studios, for providing the giveaway tonight, and also John. That's what you do need to remind me is at the media section time, please, if you could. Um, and, uh, we want to thank, uh, Creature Caster for, of course, being awesome and sponsoring us. Uh, guys, go check out all their paints. I'm starting to use them, and I'm really liking them. Um, also, uh, Metalhead Minis. Uh, Lynn, our great and awesome friend, uh, she should have some links up for us pretty soon of some products we're selling. Uh, if you like some of their stuff, go check her out. Also, if you need some models painted, you can go check her out, too. Uh... And, of course, Muse on Minis. We want to thank them for supporting the podcast, bringing everything together, and shoving it on people's throats so they'll listen to it. Um. <laughs> that seems extreme. Um, so let's go ahead and go. Maybe let's, a touch. <laughs> let's go. John, John, what are you drinking tonight? I, no, you're eating pizza. You don't drink pizza. If you drink a pizza. John's mouth is full, he said. <laughs> so... Could you well, not I'm hear that? To talk with my mouth full, so I'm trying not to. But Gonzo's really hell bent on that. And here I was, mouth totally free, yeah. and drinking a gin and tonic. Hey, Kathy's already given hers. She wasn't eating a piece of pizza because I don't want to drink. You know, you finished chewing. So I am drinking a gin and tonic tonight. My gin is Bombay Sapphire. Oh, Bombay Sapphire. That's good gin. That give you enough time to Oh yeah, I'm good actually. <laughs> I had squirreled it for a second while I was talking. I just hate doing that. How oh, I'm a little, little, little jealous you're having sake. Is it warm sake? Because warm sake is the best. Yeah. Warm is better. I tell you, when they open the restaurants up fully around here, I am going to get a crew together. We're going to go to Sakura, which is the Japanese steakhouse. So they grow out yes. in front of you. I'm going to have a fucking great time. Yeah. And I'm going to have like two whole things of sake. And someone's driving me home, probably Banyan. <laughs> but I am drinking now, so. And what are you drinking? Story time. I found an alternate Dr. Pepper I hadn't tried before. So I figured, I like Dr. Pepper. I'll give it a shot. So it's Dr. Pepper and cream soda mixed together. I'm like, that sounds like that could be great, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not. Oh. It is the blandest bland that ever did bland in soda form. So so the cream soda kind of just neutralizes the... Instead yeah, it, of you can tell 
hints of them, but there's but neither one is strong. You don't get any strong mm -hmm. flavor from it. Mm -hmm. It's very inoffensive and not really what I want. Did you try? Uh, it had to have been like ten years ago now, I think. Uh, Dr Pepper put out a cherry chocolate. Cherry chocolate. Ooh. I did, I think. Yeah. The cherry chocolate. Oh my god, I loved that one. It didn't oh, yeah, last though. I absolutely loved it. But I'll be telling you guys shortly how this tastes mixed with crack and rum. Oh. Because okay. it's mix it with crack and rum or mix it with vodka. That vodka sounds terrible. Or mix <laughs> yeah. it with hold on, old smoky apple pie moonshine. That sounds more terrible. Or mix it with limoncella, which sounds even the next level of more terrible. Ooh. So crack and rum it is. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, Gonzo, what are you drinking? Uh, I am actually, which I haven't been doing very well lately, uh, is drinking, I, I am drinking water because I... You haven't been drinking it very well? No, I haven't been... Glass to lips? Yeah, uh, take it to the mouth. Orally is the best way to take water. Yeah. <laughs> or IV, I mean, really. IV works too, but there's a little extra work to that. I mean, <laughs> any other orphans do not take the water through other orifices. It is not recommended. I mean, it's not bad. It just doesn't I, hydrate you, really. I mean... I don't know. Maybe they, it does. Honestly, I don't know. I'm not sure. Certain orifices, it has some benefits, but let's just say nasally is the worst possible way to take water. <laughs> not according to people who use neti pots. Well, some people are crazy. <laughs> or really need their nose flushed. I'm not one of those people. I do not like breathing water. I am not Aquaman. I cannot breathe water. There you go. Birch um, beer. Ooh, yum. I love that. When I was in Maryland, we used to do our laundry at this uh, coin-operated laundry that was right next to a pizza place. And so when the clothes were in the dryer, we would get pizza and birch beer, and it was such a good combination. I feel like many of them were actually like it. So I'm like, you know, when I lived in that apartment, the coin-operated laundromat was right next to the pizza place. Yeah. Seems like a good combo. In my neighborhood, it's right next to a Chinese takeaway place. That's another good combo. And right next to that is a subway, so if I'm not feeling like Chinese takeaway, subway. Yeah, well, the, the one I went to, there was a pizza place, then there was the donut shop that was open on Sundays. Sundays is when I did my laundry. And then, or weekdays, but they, they were open early on Sundays. And then uh, McDonald's, so I had fair choices in all walking distance, which is good. Uh, any case, uh, <laughs> I think we're ready to salute. We've That shit is shot very well. <laughs> Guys, please protect yourself out there. Please be safe. Look out for yes. each other, and we want to see you back. Cheers. Stay safe, Cheers. everybody. Cheers. I'm going to switch over to my paint cam so I can get that out of the way. So I can work on some Groot action. Is it paint cam time? Yeah. You can switch over to your paint cam. I mean, if you want to. Don't have to. There's no requirement. I feel like I'm being a The only requirement tonight is for everybody to get some hobby doing. You feel like you're being pressured? I mean, peer pressure. Peer pressure. No. No. Free choice. Remember? We talked about this earlier. Hmm. The light from behind is not very good on that. Move that there. I don't know if it's showing up on camera yet. There we go. Oh, no. Cancel. Boom. <laughs> do a test of paint. Oh, that didn't work. There we go. Did it work that time? Hooray! 
you get an upper upper view. I can I can change it a little bit, I think. Did I turn you on yet? Did not. Did I turn you on yet? <laughs> wow. So that just went way <laughs> off. Sorry for laughing in everyone's ears. That was great, actually, Kathy. (laughs) That was really good. (laughs) This thing needs a better attachment point. I might need a new light. That's what she said. All right. If you're going to be childlike, I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, I am going to be utterly childlike, but I would like you to stay because I love you. <laughs> Legionnaires, oh my. Uh, well, I'm just trying to get a good, more frontal view with my camera. Okay. I guess that's something. Now just put them up on the tee and I'm just going to bat them. I mean, I did pop that up. I how's everything looking guys make sure just check us out i do not i need to bring my ipad back in here so i can watch the chat while we do this well, i need to uh, bring my uh my next set of eyes on because oh. all right uh, i guess we get get my eyeglasses on too john what are you be working on today by the way i mean right there on oh. camera if, if anyone hasn't been following Hobby Street, <laughs> well, I can play a surprise. All the models I'm working on are actually right there in view, I think more or less. I got uh, Amonozaki here who still needs some work. I got the dwarf you sent me. I got two Battletech models over here. I got the Hulk. I got the Vision. And I got Star Lord. Vision, Vision looks like he's almost done. Uh, could be almost done. Depends on how much work I want to do. I do need to hit some touch-ups again. I just did the brighter red last night. Uh, it definitely helps him pop a bit, but it's going to need a wash. And yeah, probably want to wash it before I go and uh, touch up everything else. He's going to be a giant pain in the ass. I just don't wash him. He looks nice and bright right now. Wash will just dull that down a little. Uh, yeah, but he's got no... Shading? Definition. He doesn't have a good shading. So, and I don't want to go too much higher with the uh, red because it's going to be in the ass because I have to keep it between the lines and, and yeah. work, work, work. So, we'll see. I might do a little bit of wash, then do some tiny, tiny highlights to get the parts I'm, that need to be raised again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you do. And then Star Lord's coming along. I was work, been working on his rocket exhaust trying to get that to come through. And then basics on the coat and everything. Just deciding how I want everything to be. He's got a slightly different costume than his movie costume because it's a little cross between movie and comic in this case. Uh-huh. Then the Hulk. I mean, the Hulk is the Hulk. I've been waiting for uh, the Warp Lightning Contrast paint. And, uh, Which you now have, right? Yeah, and it looks like it did an okay job. Oh, it's dry. A couple points where it definitely pulled up a little bit, which is a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. That happens. That happens with that. Yeah, so I'm going to have to see if I'm 
painting highlights on or if I'm going to do a heavy dry brush. Actually, I'm probably going to have to do some fixing because these are pretty rough. You can tell right there in the back there. I don't know how well you can see it on the camera, but there's a big glob there. If you do something with it, it is noticeable. It's always unfortunate. That's the that's the risk with the contrast paints. If uh, you know, I mean, you can sometimes you can predict where it's going to pull and sop it up a little bit, but sometimes yeah, you just yeah. miss it. Yeah, you want it to be a little pooly, but not a lot of pooly. Mm -hmm. It was a little too pooly. But I mean, honestly, have hobby knife. We'll fix. Just fix it up there, and then a little bit more there in the front. I don't generally mind if it pulled a little bit and discolors it because you can fix it unless it actually makes it uh, textured if that it pulls so much that there's texture there. Mm -hmm. Then you need to get rid of it. And I'm going to try and stay in camera more or less, but no guarantees. Okay. That's fine. Kathy, what are you working on? Completely out of camera. Hold on. I am priming these work gates. Are you going to be able to start painting them today, or are they, is the prime uh, going to take well, two? I'm going to let them dry. Oh, I can start painting them. But in the meantime, I have a few other things here that I can work out, work on while the, uh, while the primer is drying. But it shouldn't take too long for it to dry. And this is the, the Badger Steinle Res primer that I'm just brushing on. I know it's an airbrush primer, but I always use it as a brush on primer for everything um if it isn't a model that jim has handed to me that he airbrush primed with it but usually it's it's just me brushing it on with a regular brush and it works fantastic i i know a lot of people yeah. that use it like that not just airbrushing but we'll just yeah. paint it on so especially if it's just one single is, small model there's more than just white and black in gray there, there's like all these other colors that that they make it in and and that's what i like about it if you're painting something that's predominantly flesh you could go ahead and find you know uh they have this ebony color which is a good base for a dark flesh tone they have uh this dusty rose which might be a good base for a a lighter flesh tone uh, they have uh, a light green primer which is good if you want to do that vertecchio kind of a technique where you start out with a little bit of green and uh and work your flesh tones up from that which some people like to do so i think uh one year like two years ago at adepticon i got that little small trial bottle of that green and i have a friend mm -hmm. of mine that was doing uh military vehicles and such and i was like here why don't you have this i you know gave him that bottle of small green I have two bottles of that that I got in swag bags at Adepticon. I have a bunch of free samples that I've picked up because, uh, you know, they just give them away at the Badger booth, too, at different conventions and stuff. And So I have a couple of the green. I have one of uh, yellow, and I'm not sure if the yellow is still being made. But I also I, I learned to love the terracotta one so much that I have the giant bottle of that. Cool. actually bought the giant bottle of that one um and i have the ebony which is that dark brown color but also if you mix the terracotta with black it makes it another different uh more reddish dark brown color that's cool so yeah i like to mix them 
and also with the white, I'll tint it with just a little bit of a pink color too, to, you know, get a little bit of a primer paint going. And that can be fun as well when you're, you know, just starting and you just want maybe a, a slightly different color that's kind of an off-white or I've, I've added a little bit of terracotta to it and it ends up making the sort of salmon pink color, which I used to paint all my, when my, when I was painting the half-naked kelp models from Confrontation, they had a lot of skin showing, so that was kind of the perfect thing to, to prime them with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, sometimes people, uh... Oh, Gonzo is painting Groot, and hey, Ryzen Designs, how are you? <laughs> yeah, sometimes people, uh, forget that there's other colors other than black and white and then maybe gray to prime with. Crimson is finishing up gun mages gun and uh, converting stuff. All right. Well, got so a whole kind of big bit here. I had to you know, end up losing a bunch of paint there, but honestly, you can barely tell after the primer. So when I hit that with uh, paints again, it'll be fine. Luckily, as I joked, I mean I don't really need Hulk to be great because I'm going to use a proxy for him anyways, but. He was there, I might as well paint him. Alright. So. so if you were Legionnaires, if you were painting a Warhammer Underworld Warband, which one would it be? Uh, the one with the giant ogre. I would love, love to do that. Somebody just send me the that Warband. You know I love ogres. Yeah, I know. I just I love the big guys too, so whenever I see something model like that, and some of those models just so good like there's some I'm probably just going to end up buying just for the fact that I can paint them like the uh, the Ogord Thaumaturge from the uh, the Chaosy guy <laughs> Aegis Sigmar that model's just so cool I mean like I really want to paint one the Ogre one is the one you don't have Legionnaires the one you don't <laughs> have oh. well then I don't have any for Underworld oh wait I take that back in the eyes of the nine yeah, I've got the, right. the undead right. one. I got that in my Adepticon swag bag last No, my friend gave it to me because he had it in his VIG bag last year. And he was like, I'm never going to use this, so here. And I, they're still in the box. I haven't painted them yet. Actually, they're very zinchy, so I feel like Jim probably should have the honor because he loves zinch. He's the zinch guy in the family. I'm the Nurgle one. He likes the Tiznatch? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I have uh, all three of the Sigmar ones. No shock, especially since two of them come in the box sets and I have two of the box sets. I have uh, the ones, other ones that came in the box sets, the Cornate ones and the Undead ones from the second box set. And then I bought Molog's crew because Molog is a troll. I can use him in my Age of Sigmar army, so I bought him and used him in my Age of Sigmar army. Uh, Legionnaires of Skeletal Undead. I can't remember the name. I painted those on stream, too. Those were my red skeletons that I did. That Kathy was like, why don't you do them with red bones? I'm like, okay, sounds good. I remember that. <laughs> they came out pretty well. Yeah. They had a good color on them. That, that red really got a good Ooh, color going. Ghost go. Undead are pretty models, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, I have those guys. I think they came in the second box set. 
And then I have uh, the, hold on, Ripa's Snarl Fangs. They're still being painted. They're still being uh, assembled on my other part of my desk. You don't have, like, one desk that you do everything, or do you have, like, sections on your desk? I have sections. So the part you're looking at now is the left-hand side of my desk, which is the painting section. The right-hand side of my desk, the other part of the L, so to speak, is where my assembly station is currently. And then the central portion, the sort of where the L meets, is where my computer is. One desk. On my to desk? One desk to what? Rule them all. Rule them all, yeah. <laughs> In front of me, I have all my Reaper Clear paints, which is basically all the paints that I seem to be capable of using. <laughs> Except for the, uh, the secret weapon rust colors, because... That sounds like you're calling yourself out on that, jeez. Oh, I am. I am. Last Tuesday, I decided, because I was painting something, I was painting this this ogre guy. I mean, it's not like, I don't even know who makes this, um, some ogre dude. Uh, anyways, I was painting this all of last week, and when I started, I decided, well, hey, I have these monument paints sitting here next to me. And uh, I haven't really played with them at all. And I put some on the palette. And this is after weeks of my limited palette experiment where I only used, you know, for the elf bust, I used phthalo green, clear red, clear magenta, clear yellow, and white. I used four different clear colors plus white. And that's all I used on the elf bust. And when these monument paints came out on my palette I didn't know what to do with them I was looking at them and I'm like I don't even know where to start and uh to just cause this sort of seize this my brain seized up analysis paralysis <laughs> too many options and and I just I went back to I just put a couple of my more familiar clear colors out on the palette and then I was able to mix things from that and stuff, but it was such a weird feeling because also the pro acryls are very opaque, which a lot of people really like because their painting style is facilitated by that, which is fantastic. But my painting style is facilitated by translucent paints, which actually the monument transparent paints are fantastic for that. And the Reaper Clears are, and the secret weapon uh, weathering uh, paints that set um, are good for that. So, I mean, that's what I have in front of me. And uh, I just kind of, it's know your, uh, know your limitation, I guess. I know what my limitation is. I, I seem to not be able to use more opaque paints very well. So, Apparently, I totally forgot to paint the bottoms of his legs the brighter red when I did the rest of him. Which guy? Vision? Back here behind his cape. Oh, well, they're in shadow, right? And besides, his cape is, is reflecting the light of the green cape onto his calves, so it would dull it down. See, think of it like that. Oh, painted it. Or <laughs> <laughs> that. I mean, it's one of those ones where you don't have to be super good. That and the wash will do a good job. But, man. 
Alright, let's see how that's gonna look with them. Warhammer Underworlds gets the vote. Well, they do make some pretty awesome models. Oh yeah, that, those models are really good. This dark green is probably the worst. Which dark green is that? Uh, it ended up using Caliban green, I think. Okay. It's just I can't get a green. I, I think, honestly, at this point, maybe the weather has made some of these paints a little chonky when they're on the model, so it's pissing me off, too. You guys, I just opened my palette. I had it opened when I first started priming the warp gates, right? Mm -hmm. Remember I was telling you how sometimes the the primer spatters and I moved my guy that I'm painting out of the way knowing that. And I just opened my palette and there's all these little white speckles oh, yeah. on the palette right there. And so that made me extra glad that I remembered to move my model that's halfway done out of the way so that I didn't speckle that thing with any white, white dots. Yep. So remember to wash his back legs when I'm done. Let that dry. Well, I'm. I probably should be switching to my wet palette because it's so hot out. Like it is rough right now. Oh yeah, it is here. I had to. I had to change. I had to change my shirt when we at seven when we took our break. <laughs> I was dying in here. I'm like, oh my god, it's so hot. Earth, all the rest of the camera. day it was cold. What? Look, I'm on camera and wearing shorts, not just boxers. <laughs> Laugh, but man, it takes makes it easier. Plus, I mean, I have one, two, three, four, five lights right here, plus a monitor, so it gets hot. Mm -hmm. right That's probably oh, yeah. why it's warmer here now. And I'm sure I might be able to find some more efficient lighting system, but that requires buying more lights, and I'm not about buying more lights right this moment. Mm. Let's make sure I'm in focus more or less. Okay, looks good. Watch. I'm going to use more of this dark color that I mixed up out of... Uh, That's too watery. Either right, it'll be fine. A bunch of different colors. I can't believe this color is still viable. I've had this sitting in this bottle cap covered up by a larger bottle cap on my wet palette for like two and a half weeks. This hey. color. Hey. And uh, it's just in a bottle cap, covered up by a bottle cap, sitting on my wet palette. So it's like a mini wet palette inside my wet palette. <laughs> Yo dog, I heard you like wet palettes. So I put a wet palette in your wet palette. <laughs> yeah. I'm knocking all these guys over. I'm telling you, though, it works. All these colors I used on my suzerain are still viable because of that. There, I'll show you. Well, you can see it. Yep. All right, let me get my magnifying ones out of the way. Before I got the, the magnifying head thing on, because once you start using that to paint detail, your eyes are like, oh, no, you're not going to go back to just glasses. No, motherfucker, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> You put that thing back on. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It is so good. I mean, you can laugh. It's even got a light on it if you need it. I mean, it's really, really kind of nice. The hardest thing is that uh, the uh, sometimes they get, the lenses get a little uh, streaky or whatever from whatever, touching them or whatever. 
Oh yeah, fingerprints, dust, whatever, yeah, it happens. Plus it likes to reflect a little bit my glasses in it, so it gets a little weird at certain angles. Oh yeah, it would be weird. But it does help quite a bit. Alright. So I did dark, so I need next level of gray for smoke. Hey, Kathy, did uh, Joe get any D&D this week? No. I was wondering if y'all if y'all got together on um, Discord or whatever and we uh our GM is still was still feeling a bit under the weather. He he had pneumonia and uh, <sighs> I mean not not COVID related anything, but he had he had pneumonia and again and uh, so yeah, he was feeling exhausted and I don't blame him. No. Because that's what happens when you have pneumonia. Like, dude, you're recovering from pneumonia. I think we can all agree that you should probably rest. Yeah, give give you a little pass there, sir. A little pass. <laughs> uh, we're theoretically playing tomorrow. Uh, your traveler game. Yes. How's that going, by the way? Nobody died so far. I mean, one of the passengers on the ship we're on, who made the mistake of fucking with our. One of our Marines might die. <laughs> she don't play play. She went straight for the claws. And I went straight for high dice rolls to do cool things. That seems fair. Well, I'm not really good in unarmed combat. That's not my thing. I am a computers guy. I mean, they want to give me a beating. I'll take the beating, and then I'm going to ruin their credit rating forever. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to meet alien species no one's ever seen before, and they're going to know that these fuckers have no good credit. <laughs> That's how much I'm going to fuck up their credit rating. It'll be a historical note. A million years from now, people know, oh, those are those fuckers that had no credit, huh? They fucked up hard. <laughs> Trying to get... Bad credit? No credit? Oh, no. Those people will be like, oh, no. We, we can't help you guys. You guys... You guys done fucked up, you did. Oh, who are you pissed off? <laughs> That's always my joke for anyone. Like, oh, really? Because, like, my computer rolls have all been, like, retarded. That and, like, when we're at a spaceport, and I'm like, uh, I just want to see... You know, who's covering what exits, what security looks like. Because I have recon at the highest level, so I'm basically like the sci-fi equivalent of Aragorn when it comes to that shit. You know, tracking people, like, there were two hobbits, they crawled this way, <laughs> alive, like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, apparently that's what that does. You become Legolas? Uh, actually, uh, it was Aragorn. Was it Aragorn that did it? That was Aragorn. He's the ranger, for Christ's sakes. He is the epitome of rangers. The, the yes, reason he rangers is. have the abilities they have in D&D is because of Aragorn. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was him or Legolas that did it. I'm, I'm picturing the scene. I'm just like... Oh, so I'm working on the smoke on his. Luckily, I have experience working on the smoke from uh, Modoc's rocket exhaust. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Well. Did y'all see... I don't know if you're on the page or not or whatever that someone did the Elvis Modoc. Yes. Yes. yes that was really good. 
It's very good. Well, someone else, I don't know if you saw, someone was like, I think I talked about it last week, like someone was talking about their Modoc conversion they want to do, and I'm like, I don't know where this came from, but I fully support it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Pirate Modoc, I think it was? Yep, a pirate yeah. one. I was like, well, I mean, yes, do it. do that. Why would you need other people's approval? It's amazing. It's like if someone's like, oh, I want to paint my Hulk in a different paint scheme. Do it. It's your model. You want Donut. Pink Hulk? Do Pink Hulk. Fuck, I don't care. Paisley Hulk. Tartan Hulk. Uh, Tartan Hulk's a bit much. <laughs> Shut up. Now, if you want to do well, we... Tartan, that is... <gasps> no, no. Oh, no. Wait, Kathy. who? Kathy. What? We're going to take a Hulk. We're going to sculpt the kilt on him. I can do that. I can do, like... not perfect for the Hulk. Great kilt, like, uh, you know... Like Braveheart level great kilt. So oh, like, I absolutely you actually can do set that. up for for a kilt with the pose he's in too. I mean, you send can... me a Hulk and I'll do that. All right, I'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Kathy will paint, put a Note, kilt. Kathy. She'll paint anything. <laughs> <laughs> I will make a kilt on Hulk. Hell yes. He'll be Brave Hulk. Brave Hulk. I do like that. You gonna give him a big old claymore to hold over his shoulder or something, or uh, in the other hand? Come on, Kathy. Uh -huh. Like honestly, his one hand that it's clenched, you could probably make that look like he's got a claymore. Wait, in it. which? Yes, <gasps> yes, you could. You know the Hulk. I mean, he can wield it with one hand. I mean, of course he can. He's a Hulk. Yeah. He can wield anything with one hand except Mjolnir. That's funny. <laughs> so you can still little tell where it was messed up, but you would never tell with him on the field that he finally hiccuped there. Just still a little bit of... And I think I'm only seeing it mostly because I'm looking at it in... Extremo vision, right? Yeah, this side's a little worse, actually. Uh -huh. Trying to get some of the chunky bits off. That's better. I'm just getting some dark, some of my darkest dark going on uh, on this crazy model. It is, oh. This is such a fun model, too. Because we got the... Uh, paint came up. I'm going to show off the griffin I painted. He is pretty much done. Right on. Simple paint scheme. I still maybe want to get a little lighter blue on his cockpit, but it's hard to do it. Well, you know, I'm going to do it now. Okay, right? Yep. Oh, I totally missed that Legionnaire's cut. He says, wait, my girlfriend was wiped out for a month with pneumonia. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I had that a long, long time ago when I was a teenager, and it was no fun then. Um, and Kathy, speaking of bad credit, no credit, check out the Special Man commercial on YouTube. Old Furniture Sales in New Orleans. I was thinking more of, so there's a, there's a channel I follow called the Black Pants Legion. They do video games and stuff online. I found them because he, because from the Black Pants Legion does a lot of Battletech stuff because he loves Battletech. And they do this discount Dan thing, and it's in the, nominally in the Battletech universe, and it's hilarious where he's like, 
It's discount Dan's discount nukes. <laughs> or, you know, Urban Mech Emporium or something silly like that. It's pretty funny. Ours is, do we get the, uh, <clears throat> we get the local commercials for some, you know, bankruptcy lawyer or something. Do you have bad credit or no credit? Uh, that's just what it made me think of. Well, it's funny, they had those commercials, and then I was uh, working with a guy years ago at the Alliance Game Station, and he had just never been able to get a car. Just didn't have the, uh, the money for it or anything, and then... He actually went to one of those guys, and, like, they literally financed him a car, which changed, I mean, dare say, his whole life. That's amazing. That's, I mean, we laugh Some... at him, but there are people who are just in bad shape where that is really super-duper helpful for yeah. them. Well, you just, yeah, one breakdown away from one, you know, car breakdown away from, you know, unemployment, and then can't pay <clears throat> rent and everything. Yes. It happens. One, one potential bad car thing from working at Taco Bell because it's in walking distance. <laughs> but hey, they're paying $16 an hour. That's not horrific. No. Nope. Not a car payment. It's not so bad. I'm always sort of scattershot like these guys. I'm just a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, here, let me show up the Wolverine since I had some work on that. These guys still need some work done on him. Mostly with the yellow, and then we'll do some other highlights and dry brushes and stuff on the green and all. Fix up some points where stuff got where it shouldn't be. But, uh, he's actually a much tamer paint scheme than the Wolverine I have in MechWarrior Online. Which is saying something. Oh, Gonzo, uh, I am thinking about taking my Fafnir, the giant mech, and uh, it's got this sort of weird speckled paint job, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting hot pink. That way you'll stand yeah. out on the battlefield? Yeah, sure. I mean, I like it. I'm right. for that. Remember, Gonzo, I have two speeds, forward and dead. Those are my two speeds. <laughs> Like, one game someone's like I'm like alright guys what's the plan he's like well I'm going to follow the Fafnir because he's got ECM I'm like that doesn't work because I'm the Fafnir <laughs> Reaper like, clear magenta mixed with a little bit of white is the brightest hot pink well it's almost the brightest hot pink next to the hottest pink which is another color I have there's <laughs> an old pink from GW that is uh -huh. super duper bright I forget what it's called but my buddy Frank has it, still nursing an old bottle of it and loves it. It's not one of those Slanesh colors. Oh, it's definitely one of those Slanesh. It's way back, though. It's like... Um, like white hex cap? One second. It's from... It's definitely from the old era. It's from the... Uh, I can't remember the name of the company, but I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. Coat Barons? The hex bottles, like this. Like my ruby red here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I still have this. Yes, it's old. And I have, uh, I have an elf flesh of that. And I can't get it open right now, but there you go. And yes, it's still liquid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coat to Arms, that's the name of the company. Yeah. They do a great job. 
I uh, really wish it was easier to get their paint. They're really, really good. Alright. Oh, gosh. It's warm. I keep forgetting that there's slugs on this, uh, randomly. There's randomly little slugs here and there on this model. What model are you painting again? It's the, uh, Death Guard, uh, oh, something, Flight something. Death Guard Nurgle Noun. Yeah, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> I looked it up, but, you know... It could be one of a half a dozen other, uh, well, a dozen other names that equal something diseased. Yeah, something, something, nervous, something, something, blight, something, something. Mm -hmm. something. Plague, blight, something. Plague, Bang. blight, lord. Plague, Bang. blight, boil, pustule, <laughs> oozing, sore, it's captain. It's like calling Stormcast or Signar stuff Storm Noun. Yep, it's a Storm Noun. Yep. I don't know what the noun is, but it's a Storm Noun. Storm oh, you know, we never even talked about the GW price increase. Oh, well, oh, yeah. we should because the. Do you have examples of what's going up? I'm not, or like, you know, what the previous and now cost is? No, no, I mean, to be fair. So here's the reality of the situation, gentlemen and ladies. It's going to happen. It has to happen once in a while. And a lot of their kits have been around for a while and have not had a price increase even in the last time. And as things get more expensive, the models have to get more expensive too. Sorry reality of life. Is it always good? No, but it happens. Um, you can not buy the models or you can buy the models. And a lot of people who are raging about it, I'm like, it's not worth raging about. Mm -mm. It's, it's just, it is what it is. And uh, as my uh, boy Sanchez used to say when we were at Games Workshop, we suck it up and drive on. That's all you can do. Um, now, does this mean you should be thinking about whether you want to get into 9th edition 40k? Well, yeah, you should be thinking about it. You know, because the prices are going to be a little higher on some of these things that have been around for a while. Probably in line with all the boxes they have now. Anything you thought was cheap for its price is probably going up. Is what it is. Um, and to everyone who says, I can't believe they never lower prices, they can't lower prices. Because if they lower prices, game stores lose money, and they can't do that. Which is why, if they ever need to lower a price, and this rarely happened, they will discontinue the box, then remake it in whatever edition they want with the different price. Um, and that um, that very, very rarely happens, because let's be honest, things don't go down. It's not like... So the reality is, technically a lot of things after a certain point should go down, because they've paid for their sprues the, the, the initial uh, tooling for the sprue uh, maker many times over but the reality is is they just take that money to make new sprues because uh, while those makers those metal tools have gotten cheaper they're still not cheap and remember they're only making 
Well, depends. If they sell it to a game store, they're not making a hundred. They're not making all the profits. Not counting materials and all, they're making about fifty percent. And then they take materials and labor and everything out of that. So you got to think about that. It's not all hunky dory profit on their side. Business is a son of a bitch, and there's a lot of middlemen getting their money a lot of times. There's a lot of costs involved in it. So I know a lot of people were a little upset. Some people not so upset, which is cool. I appreciate it when you have a level head about this stuff, but it is a reality of the industry and it's going to happen. Uh, so Hailboop says, a lot of the outrage he's seen had more to do with the good chunks that were raised in price at recent price increases or just came out. That's true. Sometimes that happens. But, uh, I mean, they've done a lot better than they had in the past. Certain things are a little pricier than they should be. I mean, even I balk at the prices and I have a fair amount of disposable income. But... To be fair, I don't really play 40k that much. So it's not like a big deal. Back when my local groups is having a thing, like, you should paint a uh, thousand points of 40k for the new army. I'm like, well, first off, i got to finish these three Marvel Crisis card protocol people. And that's assuming I don't get, like, Rocket, Groot, and Gamora, and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy to go with Star-Lord. Who I did just <laughs> buy because he was on sale. He was, like, half price on Amazon, and I can't really pass up half price. Dang, really? Yeah. Well, I, I joked about this. Everyone was... They posted it on the group. And then someone's like, yeah, I don't want to have to wait like a month to get him. And I'm like, what, are you playing a game in the meantime? <laughs> I mean, I hate to put Where are you going? So fine a point on it, but it ain't like you're playing a game on it anytime soon. So, that's a lot better. Almost, lighter blue right. Almost for my friend who finally got all his stuff together and played with his wife. And she beat him and loves it. And they're going to be playing more. That's awesome. awesome. And some people are playing with, you know, family. I mean, I, it's not all going to be like Banyan, where I can't get him out of the basement to play a miniatures game. Um. He's not on tonight, so I'm going to throw all sorts of shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, so the new Transformers card game set just came out. We haven't bought any because, I mean, they're... here's my new, new quote-unquote rule for buying stuff. Unless you really want it for the intrinsic hobby value of it, you should not be buying stuff unless you're currently using it. Example, no one's playing Armada in our local crew, so I'm not going to buy any more Star Wars Armada, no matter how much I want one of the new ships. Unless I really just want it to look at and I've got the money, I might, but I should not be putting a lot of money into Armada because no one's playing it. If it dries up, I don't want to have more money put into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I'll do Marvel Crisis Protocol. I have all the models. It's all good. Theoretically, we'll get back to playing some of that. Sitter Star Wars Legion, we were playing that a lot before we stopped, but like 40k, I haven't played 40k in a bit. The guys were all playing Age of Sigmar because 40k's broken, Age of Sigmar's better. Sure, guys, whatever. <laughs> Let me know what you're playing so I know what models I should have nearby. And I have Age of Sigmar armies, I haven't played them for them in a while either because I haven't played them for a while and I have pretty much all the trolls I have. I mean, heck, I got the Trogoth Hag. I bought a Forge World model for my fucking army, for Christ's sakes. But I suggest you not buy stuff you're not playing. So currently, we're not playing any Transformers TCG. Um, we can't really have Wednesday get-together nights. We kind of could now, but we haven't been having Wednesday get-together nights. Plus, I've been in the podcast on Wednesday nights. Kind of put a bullet in that pretty quick. And we're not really playing any of it, so we should not put more money into it until we're playing it again. I mean, it's just a hard thing. I mean, you may think, like, oh, I'm going to want that stuff I'm going to play. For the most part, it's going to be there. 
You know, it's not like everything's going to be limited edition. you got to get it now. Maybe something is limited edition. Maybe you need something. Like, maybe if a tournament happen, a tournament can happen locally, I go to play the tournament to get the promo cards for the set. Or maybe I just wait and find them on, uh, on eBay because someone's going to put them on eBay because they always do and just get those cards. You know, but you don't necessarily need to put all the money into something you're not doing right at the moment. Just my two cents on that, you know. Keeps you from getting, uh, I think they call it hobby debt. I don't know if it's called hobby debt. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like, uh, if you can do that and you want to do that, you know, whatever, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a model you want to paint. Like, when. The new Primaris Marines come out. If you're like, I love that model, get that model, paint that model. That you you're getting that for the hobby part, but for the game part, don't buy for the new ad mech tanks or flyers because you really want them. If you're not currently playing it, because you're spending a lot of money on something you may not be looking at. Yeah, with the buyer's remorse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is that what you're trying to stave off ultimately is a little buyer's remorse. A little buyer's remorse, a little maybe buying stuff you don't need. Maybe that money could be help you get into a new hobby that people are playing, you know? You know, when you jump into a game and everyone's like, well, it's got a low entry fee. Yeah, low entry fee's cool, but if you already spent 200 more dollars on 40K, maybe you ain't got that fee. You know, maybe you can't actually do that. Um, so it's worth thinking about that stuff, you know? And I know we all have a relatively fair amount of disposable income, but doesn't mean we can't be smarter about it. No, we don't. And that's what actually keeps me from getting all of the bright, shiny things that I want. I'm going to switch my camera back because I am done. Guess what? I can't afford it, so I don't buy it. Yeah, well, I've noticed. I know, that's like a shock for some people. They're like, well, what do you mean? Really? So yeah, so I mean, and I just switched back camera so you guys can see my cool head thing or take it off because I am done painting for, right? Because it is super hot and the paint is drying pretty quick. I don't want to fuck yeah. with it. All right, there. Let me just move this boyo back. Turn that off. All right. Completely cooler. But yeah, you don't want to. You don't. No, I'm not saying you can't. But yeah, so I can't move. So this mouthful minis I want but won't buy because no one's currently playing. So. Not Brushhead Dave. We're playing Malifaux. We were playing Malifaux just about every Friday night, and he wouldn't buy new crews because it's just us playing, and that's fair. I can't argue with that. Okay. If it's just the two of us, we've got plenty of models, and honestly, we could just a quick switch to another game. And that's why I don't necessarily get into every game. Everyone's like, "Oh, Warcry." I'm like, "Okay," but until Not Brushhead Dave or Banyan or uh, Bowie or Marshall, or one of the guys starts playing it to a point where I feel like I need to actually get models for it, I'm not going to get models for it. Mm -hmm. You know? It doesn't help me to get models. It makes me... In fact, it unfocuses me. Like, I bought the Warhammer Underworld stuff because it's a board game, nominally speaking. It is easier to break out and play, and it's not like... I mean... Actually, I got these guys for Christmas because I mean, they're Goblin Wolf Riders. Kathy and I both have a love of Goblin Wolf Riders. Yes. And they look like Google Khan's Top Goblin Wolf Boys. Which I still wish I had, but I do not. I have, I have two boxes of those. 
somewhere in the house. I had a bunch. At one point, I think I had... I had bought metal bits for... 120 of them? I was going to put them in my Ogre Kingdom's army back when, you know, you could do that. Yeah. So... And also, you don't want to be stuck like that. Like, I bought a lot of stuff when I worked at Games Workshop. Because I'm like, oh, I love this stuff, I'll get to it. Never got to it. Well, they so, uh, they did away with, uh, what do you call them, mercenaries. Oh, like, yeah, I know. Right after I got those, they were like, we're not doing mercenaries anymore. Like, okay, great. So I didn't have any reason to go forward with my plans for those. So they just sat in their boxes and then kind of got shuffled into oblivion yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I really dislike the fact they got rid of mercenaries I was a Dogs of War player back when Dogs of War came out mm-hmm. I used I played Dogs of War up into the last edition they were viable and actually won games with them people were surprised they'd be like what the hell is going on here I'm like hey they're still got good stuff I so thought the Wolf Riders were just fit in so well with my uh, it was such a good ogre theme for them too you know it was uh-huh. like Rather than just being, oh, they're goblins on wolves, cool. No, no. They're Mongol goblins on wolves. That's uh-huh. super, duper awesome. And sometimes that's what you need. But it's all good. But the, the point is, be careful what you buy and don't buy everything just because you need it. Um, think about your purchases. We can all snap judgment for per- purchase stuff. Like uh, example, I like I said I bought. I said earlier I just bought Cliff Jumper, another Transformer. Uh, he's been out for a couple months now. He was on my Amazon list for a while. I finally said, you know what? I, I think I haven't bought one in a while. I want another Transformer. And they just came up with a cool sticker kit. I might pick up for him. I don't want to get too crazy. You don't want to get too crazy in any of your hobbies. So you gotta <clears throat> pace yourself. I mean, Gonzo could tell you we could easily spend a ton of money on MechWarrior Online buying just cool stuff. No shit. There's so much stuff in that game. And you're like, you're like, well, I could buy it, I could... But I'm like, no, no, I don't need that. So, it's, it's all good. Just just try and be careful with, with, your, with your hobby purchases. Uh, I mean, I've noticed with the games, not going to the game store and buying a lot of, I mean, I'll be honest, extra stuff I don't necessarily need. My expenditures have gone down enough that I take a day off every week and my bank account's still going up. That's strange to me. Nice. So, uh, it just shows that I may have been going a little nuts on stuff finally to buy all this stuff. I'm going to have models everywhere. Everywhere. I don't need all these models. I don't need all this stuff. You're like, oh, John, what are you going to do if you have to keep going? And the, I mean, the game store's open now. What if the game store stays closed? I'm like, well, then I put together that box model's sitting there, or maybe that box model's next to it. That's just on my fucking desk. Finish these guys, finish painting that guy. Can paint these guys over here. Oh, how about over there, that, that 40k box of the Council of Unaid, the three Eldar models. I could put together and paint that. Shit, there's a whole tray of models up there I could paint. There's like ten no shortage. Huh. Yeah, there's no shortage. Literally, no. the only thing I have to worry about is paint supplies. And I don't need all that, you know? I could paint. I could finish painting my knights. I could finish painting my uh, trogoths. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. So it's... it's Just be careful, guys. I mean, we, we have this... I have this habit, and I, some people do also, 
of going all in on a game. If you guys can't tell by me talking about MechWarrior Online a lot, I I go all in on a game and I have to rein myself in. It's why I've avoided something easily grindable like an MMO. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We talked. You and I talked about that. You can do yourself. Like honestly, I still need to wait for people to be around, and I have a much more fun with people in MechWarrior Online. But you literally a regular MMO, you can just do stuff by yourself and it'd be it forget about it. Forget about it. So well there you go. That's me, my little hobby rant. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to give some advice to people who, you know, it it sometimes it's hard to see. You don't really think that you're being that crazy. But I realized since I'm almost done with Marvel Crisis Protocol, I actually made sure I was careful and didn't just buy all the models as they came out. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, there's models I want. I want to get uh, Black Panther and uh, Killmonger because I primarily play with the uh, the Cabal or Avengers. And then one of them's a Cabal, one of them's Avengers. I got Vision and Winter Soldier because I wanted Winter Soldier because he's a free agent. He plays with anyone, so that gives you a much more... Easily balanced list, let's say. You can easily flip, flip your list one way or the other. So, you know, I think about that. I don't just buy them all, you know. There are people like somebody I know who's just like, man, I bought this model and this model. I got all these models I got to paint with stuff. For Marvel, Marvel Crisis Protocol. It's <laughs> so much money to get all these models. I'm talking about you, Gonzo. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, there are people online who are really complaining about how many, like, oh, I can't believe you're doing all these models. Like, hey, you don't buy them all. No, the, uh... You own all of them. No, I, I've, uh... They're not Pokemon. No. <laughs> the, the stuff that I've bought, I've bought... I think I've bought everything, all the models, but I, I, I did the same thing. I was like, do I really need to buy everything? No, I'm going to buy what I want to play or, you know, test or, you know, whatever. And Guardian Galaxy was like, yeah, I wanted Black Panther. So I was like, okay, it's just one more box. And I was like, damn it. But some of the stuff that's coming out now, I'm not as interested in. Which stuff is that? Uh, the um, uh, Thanos' army, whatever their group is called. I can't remember. I don't know if they had a oh, name. I don't I don't remember what they're called. Banyan, where are you? You fucking know. They're your favorite boys. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'll I, get Thanos because that's going to be a cool-looking model, but that's... Yeah, plus he's going to... There's going to be a everyone versus Thanos uh, Yeah, raid. Thing. A raid. Let's call it a raid. That's a good way of putting it. And it's going to be cool. Yeah, so I mean, that one, like, I'll get a, I'll get a Thanos because that's just badass. Because there's a, you know, there's not two versions, but, you know, there's a, the Thanos, the gauntlet and non-gauntlet version. Yeah, and, I, and I, like you, I don't care about his dudes. I, I, mean, I don't either. In the comics, they were really under underdeveloped bad guys in the movies, which is fine because it wasn't about them. That's actually probably what they should have been. You don't need development. They're just there to beat up on the heroes and get beat up. It, 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 I think that part was done well, and but people love them and they'll get them, and then some of us who don't don't. I'm happy to get another Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yes. Do you know what time it is? Is it media section time? I don't know what time it is. I was gonna say it's time to get to do our Tectonic Craft Studios giveaway. 
Is it time for our tip on coaster? If you are in the chat room and you would like to be on this giveaway, please just say something nice like an X or Gonzo. Wait, there's a giveaway? Yes. Giveaway. Present. Present. Or present. Present. You're not doing the exclamation point something something and letting the magic of the bot. No, because that's just too much of an issue. I can just say whoever's in there can do it. Tonight we're going to give away Tectonic Crusters. We're giving away a Steam Track objective marker. I painted one of those up on stream and that's cool and the that over there uh a it's like a rubble patch and a uh millimeter bases 20 32 millimeter insert bases uh looks like it's he's got it called crowns and the hulk plate is what he's got it is so we'll give away these three so the cool thing about that uh, that steambook objective too is that if you don't want to use it as an objective, it'll actually use to keep track of victory points or command points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, anything. I mean it goes up to fifteen. So which is higher than eleven. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this is just a little rubble patch that you build and put in and then of course these are uh, they're like metal. Toppers. Yeah, they're base toppers. It looks like it's like me riveted metal or something. I don't yeah. know. They're 32, they're probably for 40k, so yeah. they're really cool, actually. Yeah. So, guys, if you're in the chat room, uh, let us know. I mean, Hailboat's here because he pop, he, I can tell he's, he's posting every couple seconds. <laughs> he likes Proxima Day. But, so, a lot of those models look cool, Hailboat, but I have no emotional attachment to them, so I do not need to purchase them. You know, I'm, I am surprising to say beyond the point where i look just at the rules of a model and say like, i'll buy it because it's got good rules i and uh, i'll say this now since your media section is kind of media i do not buy certain mechs in BattleTech and mechware online because they're ugly what? i will look at a loadout and go like that's too ugly i can't play that i will never see this part of the mech except when i'm on one screen but if it's too ugly i can't handle it I did get most of Groot done while we were doing this. Yeah, absolutely. He's looking good. That's uh, that's the contrast brown. Yes. It's a lot darker than what is on screen. I can tell that right now. Is it the snake bite leather? I believe it was the snake bite leather. It's gonna get a uh, it's gonna get one more wash on it, but that's about it. So, he came out pretty decent. Alright, let me switch over. We'll get to the media section over here. Is there everybody moves around? Kathy, did you get much done? Sure. Cool. John's over there typing away frantically. Sorry, uh, if Hellboop asked a question, it's better answered in the text than on, on the phone <laughs> screen. Oh, how the team building works? Yes. Yeah, well, I was trying to watch, FYI, I was trying to watch uh, the chat on my phone. That, that didn't work very well. Not yeah, big so, enough. Wait, so far, um, by process of elimination, that means that Haleboop is going to get the prize because he is the only one who has commented. Which is fine if the rest of you do not wish to be put in for the uh, prize. 
right. Let's say we'll give it to about 9.15 or so, and then we'll uh, we'll go through and see if anyone else has posted uh, that they're here or they're interested or... A lot of people are just listening. So, or what have you. Yes, okay. Hellboop. The best way... Really? The, yeah. Team building is you just pretty much pick 10 models. I should move my camera over. But those head. 10 models you should also know need to be all different varying points levels. Yes. You can't just pick the Hulk and Modoc and all <laughs> the Thor and all the big power guys. You, you want the black widows and the, uh, crossbones and the lower cost guys. So you've got some variability. There's a lot more to it than, it, than you think. There's a, once you're looking at the various point values that are available, there's a lot of tactics and choosing the right people so you can fill the points. And then the Infinity Stones, uh, sorry, the Infinity Gems, you can add those to certain people so that changes the game again too because they think they cost a point. They cost a, like, yeah, they cost a model, a model slot. And so. they cost a point when you, when, you, when you put them on, I think. A threat, sorry. Oh, yeah. In any case, um, Gonzo, I'm sure you watched like 14 things. Um, let me check my phone because you're having trouble figuring it out, so it's not too many. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't a lot this week. Um, I did one, two, three, four, five, six, but some of them are kind of small, and one of them's a rewatch. I did uh, one, and I did that today. <laughs> Kathy, I heard you had a list of how many things you watched today this week. I That's like that's like your highest number ever. Yeah, and it was all today. So that goes. I was cookies and movies because, god damn it. Well, Kathy, I feel like you have to lead off if you have three. <laughs> yes. Let me switch my camera over here. Uh, oh, you can see your so face. Everybody can see my uh, my visor visage. Well, they saw mine earlier, so now it's your turn. Camera switch. Um, okay. That should work, right? There you go. Yep. Work. Yay. Excellent. Yay. Excellent. So, um, I had to write it down because these were so, you know, it's been weird this week. And today was just the. I just need to just turn to out. I made peanut butter cookies yesterday. Today I ate peanut butter cookies and watched movies. <laughs> I didn't want to binge watch a show. I just wanted some one-off. Here's a movie. Here's a movie. And all the movies that I already was familiar with, I was like, I'm not really in the mood for that. I know how that goes. Now that's too... Whatever. So, I ended up watching movies I had never heard of before. <laughs> and the first one was called Under the Eiffel Tower, which takes place, of course, in Copenhagen. I mean, Paris. I mean, you know, France. Obviously, because Eiffel Tower, right? Um, it's an independent film. Uh, and, of course, it's a romantic comedy. And because I was looking for something just fluffy and stupid. And <laughs> the main guy of this, I feel like they made him almost too 
much of a buffoon. You know, like 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 they want to do sometimes with with guys. They just want him to. I don't know. Seem soft and dorky or whatever. I don't know. But he just was a little too much of a buffoon, a clown, mostly. But there were other times where he's, you know, like a normal person. Um, it was it was fun and light, and it was not the not the best movie I've ever seen. Let's say. <laughs> Does it carry your three point five rating or two point five rating also? Yeah. Yeah. It'll pass the time. Maybe three. Maybe three. You know, oh my God, you guys, I saw Beastmaster in my list of ones and I was just this close. I was this close to watching Beastmaster. (laughs) I I looked over at the DVD that had Beastmaster in it. I chose to watch something else. (laughs) I also chose to watch something else. (laughs) So... uh, after that show was done, uh, I ate lunch. Um, and then I was going through, going through, going through, and I ran across this uh, one called Go With Le Flow. It's a German <laughs> romantic comedy. <laughs> and the main character is this guy, I hate Orcris Gaming. Howdy. So the main character is this guy who's half French, half German. When he was a kid in his formative years, his dad took him to the cinema and they watched a, a French uh, film fest. So his, you know, his his type, you know, is he likes French women. He keeps falling in love with these French women and then he sabotages himself because spoiler. He's actually in love with the girl that he's been best friends with for a million years. Oh, I would never see that plot coming. Right. Never see that plot coming. And this guy, this guy is also, you know, a buffoon to the to the almost to the uh, Mr. Bean level <laughs> of, of buffoon, and that was like at times he was okay. He was normal. And other times I was like, I don't like Mr. Bean, and this is really it's not working for me. So this is another one that's that's free. So these are two romantic comedies with a a buffoon for a main guy. They they just they got they got him too cartoony. And uh, so that was it. And so I'm looking through. It's dinner, you know. And uh, and I look through the list, and I look through the list, and I find this show called This Beautiful Fantastic. And it's a British show. And I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved it, and at the end, I bawled my eyes out. Um, and... Uh, I might have been sensitive already to that today, um, but it was it was just it was about this this girl who, you know, like Moses shows up in a basket, and and is an orphan, and she's really OCD, and she's working through 
thing. She's got a job at the library. She has her ritual of stuff that she does. And until her neighbor complains about her unruly garden. You know, we've all had, you know, the person, the neighbor who complains about your lawn. <laughs> like that. And uh, it just stuff happens. And she changes and she grows in a really beautiful way. And just the whole thing, uh, to me, was fun. And then there was all this stuff about gardening and stuff. And I like plants and gardening. So it just uh, it really, like, tugged at my heartstrings. And it, it was art. Sorry. So, Sounds yeah. like you enjoyed it. I, I give it zero space for peace because there was not one time where I was like, Oh, that character is too whatever. Fair enough. Well done. So that one was called This Beautiful Fantastic. Fair enough. Oh, that was all mine. I'm sorry. I should like... That's what I... That's all good. We're actually going to do our giveaway now. It's, uh, It's that point. Uh... Gonzo, we only had three people post in the in the chat room since uh, that, and I've reminded them multiple times. So okay, who is it? Uh, it's uh, Hail Boop, Orcris Gaming, and Banyan. Hooray! Are you rolling off? Hold on. And Banyan. <laughs> Suspense. Orcris Gaming, yay! All right, John, roll me a D3. I don't have dice near me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, come on, I have dice. Okay, roll me a dice, Kathy. I mean, come on. And then I can show you my freaking awesome dice bag that uh, my friend made for me for Christmas. I got poker chips. I got a dice. A D3, huh? Who's going to get the D3 quicker? And who's gonna make more noise doing it? Me. <laughs> uh, wah, wah, one. One. Hell boop. Hell boop. Congrats. Hell boop. See, see. I do the have cat dice. Butt. I'm sorry, wrong camera. It's the cat butt, which is number one, the lowest. Comedy six. Um, make sure you send and give us uh, your address. Uh, either through here or whatever, and we'll get uh, that product to you as soon as possible. Of course, the delivery times may change because of everything that's going on. I see that every time I order something. Sweet Nurgle dice bag. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Custom, custom stitched, custom tooled. I feel like you need to actually uh, use a nerd voice and push your glasses up uh, when you say that. (laughs) uh, Custom stitch and custom tooled. That's for me. <laughs> this is my, uh, it's Armored armored Wolf. They actually, uh, they're out there from Alaska. But yeah, they make them. They make custom ones in case, you know, you like. Are they on Etsy? Know. Yes, they are on Etsy. Check them out on Etsy, guys. That's a really good yeah. dice bag. I might uh, take a look at them later uh, when I need dice bags again. Uh, I guess I can go with one of mine, huh? 
Uh, let me get my one done, then you can you can take us home. Oh no 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 no! I like oh, no, no. I like splitting it off. So I decided to try to watch Space Force on Netflix. It is. I think it just came out. The Steve Carell uh, TV show. Now apparently you either love it or hate it because I've heard some good things and some bad things. Uh, I'm like three episodes in and I'm like, I think I laughed once, and it just drags. You're just like, yeah, we get this joke. We've seen it before somewhere else. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm gonna try and watch it though. Yeah, try watching it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't entertaining. It's just all predictable, and it you know it feels like really rushed. I guess is the best way to put it. Comedy is not good comedy. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it, it it really it feels like it was rushed just to put it out there, and they didn't worry about whether the plot or the characters or anything was funny. So well, I think they needed to hit while it was still socially relevant. And correct. You'll get more. You'll get more out of it being socially relevant than it being good as much as I hate to say that. Yeah. There are people who aren't going to watch Steve Carell ever because they've never seen anything good with Steve Carell in it. Raising hand. Uh... I mean, I've seen a couple <laughs> clips he's funny in, but I don't think he can be funny for an entire series worth for me to actually feel like I can spend my limited amount of TV time on that. Well, it, it's. I'll give it a few things just because I want to see it and you know whatever, but it'll be background noise. Oh, because it background noise it might as well not be on. I, I yeah. might listen to music <laughs> or podcast. So I might do that. I don't know. Um, and then I watched uh, another season of Magic for Humans came out, which is about a street guy doing magic tricks, and he's usually pretty good comedy or he's got some good social stuff behind it. Uh, this season just kind of fell flat. There was uh, some of the tricks were just like yeah, and we've seen that ninety million times. And I was just, I wasn't, it, it gives me a mer, another mad rating for me, uh, 2.3 space, 2.5 space therapies. <laughs> but I mean, it just wasn't good. I was like, mm, I think it's time to start looking at better tricks, uh, and stuff. So just didn't care for it too much. John, go ahead. I don't know. I'm going to try and watch it and then uh, we'll, we'll see you. Since I realized that I hadn't watched anything all week, I decided to spend some time eating my, uh, lunch and watch a movie because... Apparently watching an episode of uh, Clone Wars Season 2 every day is sapping my will to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting better. And it's not like terrible. I don't know what anyone think is terrible. I'll give you guys a full review eventually. But I'm waiting for the good part. It's a thing. Everyone's hyped it up so much. It is not hype yet. Um, so, yeah, Bane is sapping his will to live. Yeah, he comes in and watches some of them too. Or watches parts of them and they just not done well they're they're making a lot of mistakes but so i wanted something nice and easy to watch or something new so i checked amazon prime real quick and there's hotel artemis that seemed interesting but since apparently amazon prime was having a problem loading it i instead went to my dvd rack and pulled off uh, iron monkey and watched that instead (laughs) and so to put a little extra in here i am not necessarily the biggest fan of quentin tarantino as a director he has some stuff that I think is very good. I don't think he's got a quality problem. It's just not all for me, and I don't really necessarily like all of his movies. I think he is horribly, horribly overrated. But I think he is groundbreaking in his dialogue and what he did to make U.S. cinema more aware of international films that hadn't been. 
and I bring that up because he is the reason this movie got released in the U.S. because it's one of his favorites. He's like the one who brought it to the U.S. and got the release, and I think that is what his end greatest contribution to cinema is, is him knowing all this other cinema and bringing it to the U.S. Uh, so Iron Monkey is pretty much a Donnie Yen movie. It's Donnie Yen and some other people you won't notice because it's a, it's a Hong Kong film. And it is basically set in, you know, sort of Middle Ages China where there's bandits roaming the countryside so people flee to the cities and there are cities with uh, governors who are taking advantage of them. You know, because they're like, oh, refugees, you'll work for nothing, we'll hoard the food, we'll get rich off of you. God, that sounds a little too topical nowadays. Let me continue on real quick. <laughs> but they have a champion, the Iron Monkey, who goes around and fights the governor and his guards and gives the people food. He's basically Robin Hood. He's Chinese Robin Hood. Robin Rich gives to the poor. Uh, and it ends up being just a good martial arts romp. It's fairly lighthearted for the most thing. There's a couple things that are a little odd, but I think that's culturally different. Uh, a couple rapey scenes that are a little rough. You would like to go away, but they're there and they can't. Uh, but that it's pretty good action, fun. It's definitely wire foo, but it's great. Um, and Donnie Yen's great in it. He's got a lot of charisma. All the leads have good charisma. The cast is good. You like the people you're supposed to like. You love to hate people you love to hate. And it's just fun. It's a fun martial arts romp. It's definitely a modern take on sort of the old Chopsaki flick that we used to love and Kung Fu theater on Saturdays or whatever. Um, and I enjoy the fuck out of it. And I suggest you guys take a look at it. It is a great, great time. Really enjoyable. Good to see Donnie Yen in his youth, so to speak, fighting. And like I said, just just enjoy. Why don't I mean, it's it's, it's Robin Hood. It's basically Chinese Robin Hood. That's the basic thought of it. Uh, the other funny thing is that you have Donnie Yen playing uh, Wong Kaying, the father of Wong Fei Hong, who is a mythical Chinese. I like to say mythical. He's a real Chinese person who helped fight off, you know, who helped uh, in, you know, help fight uh, a corrupt dynasty. He's an actual historical figure, but I think he's just sort of blown out of proportion, like a lot of people. But it, more funny about that is that apparently Donnie Yen played Wong Fei Hong in other movies. So he's playing the father of the person he used to play. He used to, he played in other movies, which is kind of interesting to say the least. But I give it, I'm going to give it one space herpy just because there are a couple scenes that are a little, little rough. Not everyone's going to love the fact you, gotta, you have to watch the subtitles because it's in a foreign language. And it is a tiny bit short. It feels kind of episodic, but it's good solid episodes nothing overstays it's welcome it's it's just a great time so there you go Grounds I guess it's, um <clears throat> i watched i started watching a new anime show and it's called bm um i'm only like an episode two in so far it's not my taste i tried it and it was mm, something's just not right about it uh, but i'm gonna hold off on that so i am watching a new anime and i've got like uh, another one lined up. Um, so prepare for that. Um, just like y'all, I needed to find something that will numb my brain, make me laugh, say, Ooh, cool. All that type of stuff, you know, just to kind of get me going and perusing around. And I uh, saw that, uh, big trouble in little China was on. Uh, I was going to, I'm like, that's like one of my ultimate, you know, yep. If that's on, I'm watching it. 
one of the one of the top movies that if it's there, I'm going to watch it. Wait, you don't own it? Uh, I think I do, but you know, I was just trying to find something, and I was like, "Yep, going to go yeah, with sometimes it." Sometimes you do a movie you own, you find there, like that is what I want to watch, and I'm going to click this button rather than going over the shelf and putting it in the DVD player. Yeah, and. Because it made me laugh because I recently had a conversation with someone I'm playing with online and uh, we were communicating through the PlayStation Network and one of the characters named in the um, by someone else was Porkchop Express. And I was like, okay, their character's name is Porkchop Express. That's pretty funny. And uh, this person I was playing goes, yeah, that's a pretty funny name. And I was like, yeah, Jack Burton. And she goes, who? What? And I went, what? <laughs> And and she actually was I like, can't know you anymore. <laughs> she she didn't know what Big Trouble in Little China was. So I'm like, all right, you're logging There's off, and you're yeah. Um, I haven't talked to her to see if she's dead or not, but <sighs> this movie is, is there. There is a lot of nostalgia with this movie, but it's good because there's so many great lines. There's just so much great comedic acting it's just everything it is an underrated movie it is it's sort of like a a distorted mirror of like pulp fiction i was talking about tarantino because the dialogue is very witty but it's all very much a pg rather than a quentin tarantino r so it's sort of like a yeah. distorted mirror of it um it's a great, it's it's one of John Carpenter's best, and he's actually done some really good movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't even see why people think it's underrated. It reminds me of, like, the Princess Bride type. It was that well, quiet it's, movie that nobody really watched. Classic. Yeah. Everyone loves it. You talk to people like, I don't know what that is. Like, how do you not know what that is? But then you realize, okay, it, maybe they don't know what it is. Yeah, because it is an older movie. But, I mean, there's just so much good to it. You know, everything about this movie just makes me smile and, you know, I get happy and I, I quote it and start, you know, saying shit. And it's yeah. just amazing. There's no bad part to this movie. No. No. At uh, no point does the content get a little squicky. Does it get... I mean, it's all just there, like... It's like weird, you know, Chinese-themed adventure movie. Yeah. It... it it was just great. I mean, zero space herpes, of course, because Probably you not. can't, you you can't count on that. Um, but I mean, I'd give it a negative. It's <laughs> so good, it makes other movies more watchable. It's it's its own them. vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's it, it's it's such a like there are some movies that if it's on or I see it's running or it's about to come on or I you know I haven't watched in a while. Big Trouble Little China. Uh, what is it? Um, it's like Sandlot's one of them that I love to rewatch. It's not high on the list. Um, Fifth Element. Um, that's just one I'm just like, yep, I got to start watching it type thing. Still, it still boggles my mind thinking of Fifth Element that how that movie is actually as enjoyable as it is. Yeah. It is all the earmarks of being fucking terrible. Yes. Watching, <laughs> yeah, like, this, this is so just brilliant. a good time. It yep. is. Um, I was this close to watching that one today, too. It would have been a good choice. I, mean, I almost watched the Thirteenth Warrior, but I watched that recently because someone posted. I think Tim Simpson posted it on Facebook, and I'm like, man, I love that movie. Yes, I haven't seen it in years and years. It's underrated as hell. It, it did not do well in the theater. It was no, it, it's it's 
great. It's a great, great movie. That's what I understand about that one. Uh, I recently saw an article of how the 13th Warrior got, you know, like Norse life correct type thing. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's one of those things where it just, the, the budget somehow ballooned out of control and it didn't make enough money and um, just random reasons that didn't actually just, it didn't hit. Sometimes great movies don't hit well. Yeah, that one was a sleeper for me. I have to admit, that was... I haven't seen that one in forever, forever either. So, um, let's see what else. Um, I did watch something because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we all agree with that. That Fifth Element and 13th Warrior are faves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a lot of that. We, You guys need to make sure when you have a fave like that, that's like an underrated, underappreciated, underseen fave, let all your friends know about it. They may not have seen it. They may You may get their next favorite movie. Yeah. Oh, which, uh, before we... Uh, I can hold off on this one so we don't have a lot of time left. Um, that they're doing a sequel to Labyrinth? Yeah, I heard that. Um, I hear that, yeah. I don't know how... Don't get me wrong. It could be a great and wonderful movie. You're always saying in the back of your head, please don't fuck it up. But we all know... I watch, uh, I'm looking at my wrist uh, for the time... Uh, it may be a little late. I mean, it's kind of dead, unfortunately. God's kind of dead. I mean, what are we doing now? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, why, why, why are we doing this? Like, see Jennifer Connelly come back. She doesn't get enough work. She's maybe by choice. I don't know. It's hard to tell if it's by choice or by randomness. But she doesn't get a ton of work. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not there for it. I, I hope it does good. I hope they have a great story. But. Trying to relive that is kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I don't think it's ever going to do good. It could. It would be cool if it just went in a totally unexpected direction instead of a rehash of the old one. Yeah. Yeah, don't do a re... Don't do like a... I mean, I hate that. We just sung his praises, but let's talk a little bit about his failings. Uh, I don't want to be like an escape from L.A. to escape from New York thing where you just basically did the same movie with different... Yeah. Mm-hmm. In it. So, but, I mean, let's not have that. Do something different. Do something interesting. I mean, it's like the uh, remake of Big Trouble Little China they were talking about starring The Rock. Do I think it's necessary? God, no. Do I think it might be amusing? It's The Rock. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, okay. You're going to do it whether like we want it or not. <laughs> the thing I we love all that. need. I'm like, oh, that. Since it's like got a four pack, it's Flash Gordon, The Last Starfighter, oh. Dune, and the Battlestar Galactica original oh, series of... on it. And I'm like, I should watch Dune. And I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, I ain't really got time for that. There's a uh, there's there's somebody out there, and I don't remember the YouTube channel. Uh, but they're doing these reunion things. He's like pandemic reunion things and uh, episode four of it is the uh lord of the zoom it's all the it's the lord of the rings cast oh yeah i heard about that fellowship and i'm gonna watch that at right when we finish this i'm gonna jim and i are gonna put it up on the tv and watch it because i watched the first about 10 minutes of it and i was dying those guys are all great i i I mean, some of them still get work, some of them don't. I wish, uh, I'd like to see Viggo Mortensen and more stuff. I mean, he's fucking great. He's a good actor. I mean, 
I don't know if you ever saw the movie Hidalgo. He carried that movie pretty much. He made that movie. I'm like, I'm not sure he's interested, but I like Viggo Mortensen. I ended up loving the movie, mostly because of him. Yeah. So I'll have to see. Um, what are you all doing next week? Anything in particular? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's still COVID virus time, so no. <laughs> I'm going to have off Monday, and then I'm going to work four days, yeah. and then... The weekend comes around. Streaming painting. Um, I this, am going to uh, be streaming a game of Judgment. This, uh, Hopefully Dr. not, you know, moving. Soda with uh, Kraken is actually not terrible. It's actually better than either one separately. Excellent. <laughs> I was curious how that was going to play out. It's not bad. I finished all my water. Slice of pizza, but... More pizza. I'm about to have more pizza. Uh, I had pizza today too, so. Legionnaires <laughs> is going to the field to shut up assessments. I don't know what that means. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Legionnaires like, oh. Sometimes you use your outside voice, you didn't mean to. I have this problem at work. I work in a call center and I curse like a fucking sailor. I don't do it ever on the phone, and I'm very good about controlling it when anyone around me is on the phone, which is easy right now because there's not many people around me, but I don't bother to people who are coming back in for our wave one of people coming back in because, like, I'm sorry, I curse like a sailor. It just fucking happens. This, sometimes this job makes me need to curse. <laughs> then I feel better. Letting off steam. Yep. Alright, guys, that's episode 124, I believe. Yes. Episode number. Episode number 124. Uh, guys, please be safe out there. Please take care of each other. Please be nice. Um, be, be safe. Be careful. It's crazy, crazy times out there. Please tell somebody Do what you got to do. Everybody, take care of yourself. Good night.